Pack Podcast. I'm your host, Anthony Grisancic, and this podcast is all about camping, full drive, and adventuring. Um, I've been out there and adventuring, with, whether it be with my family and the kids, or by myself with my mates for a fair amount of years, and I've got a pretty good amount of experience between me, my friends, and so on, that um, I wanted to share my experiences, reviews, advice, and tips for everybody else to get out there and a bit more inspired to get out in the outdoors a bit sooner rather than later and not to be cooped up with um, wondering what do I need, how much I need to spend and realizing that you can do it with the basics essentials um, without having to spend that much money and actually still have a good time. Like once upon a time, you see a lot of people on the YouTube out there with the most sophisticated things and influences and whatnot, but really everybody did start in the back of a car with a tent and an esky and the basics and still had a great time. Um, I remember my first trip, my dad and I went out in his VN Commodore and we filled up the car, went for a couple of days, had an awesome time with the old Coleman Foreman tent and you know a stove, gas bottle and an esky and you make the most of it with whatever you got. And that brings up to my first episode I had a list of the top five things to have in your, your camping kit, um, whether you're going solo with your friends or with your family, something just to keep in the garage in a box that you can transfer between two different trips, whether you go in your camper trailer, tent, swag, um, whatever, how you, your method is, um, these are the five essential items that I keep in a box for all the trips and what's worked between the two, obviously add more when you go with the family and Add less, have less when you go with your friends, depending on what you're sharing and whatnot. So I thought I'd start off with the number one thing and not in any particular order was uh, my stove and cooking equipment, my pots, pan. I've got a two burner stove with a gas bottle. I've got used the uh, propane bottles that come with the Coleman stove. I found that's been really easy to travel with and it's been um, powerful enough to cook in the wind and quick enough to boil some water for pasta for the kids or boil, you know, cook some eggs and bacon with the pan and whatnot. So um, that's probably been one of my essential things along with, you know, your tongs, your good set of long tongs. Um, I definitely would recommend a pair of welding gloves, 10 bucks at Bunnings. You can, cap, you can pick up things hot, not burn your hands, especially in an emergency. Um, you don't have to worry about holding tea towels over the fire. Um, welding gloves will help you in those um, quick instances that you require um, the attention. Um, including, you know, your spray oils and whatnot. Um, they're, they're extremely handy items that you can use while camping. Um, you always need to cook food when you're away. You can't exactly, if you're remote, definitely, you know, you need to make sure that, um, that you got your, your stuff cooked and, and you make your coffee. Um, yeah, I think that's probably one of the main essential items that you can have. Um, on that, the second one I can think of is, uh, your water jerry cans. Um, especially if you've got a fire going, you definitely need at least carry, I'd say 20 liters per water per day for a family of four. I found that's worked for myself with my kids when we washed our hands, cooking food, um, putting out fires using the chem toilet. Um, that, that's been quite handy and a 20 liter jerry can you can buy from Aussie Disposals Bunnings for about $20 or so. Um, it really helps. Um, I would definitely go a UV protected one. So at least what's in the sun that when you're storing it in the sun, it's not going to break down in the weather. Um, you don't want any chemicals or any crappy taste in your water. And to clean that, I usually use some of those sanitizing tablets you use for um, baby bottles when they get a bit yuck with the um, formula or breast milk and whatnot. Um, I throw one of those tablets in the um, jerry can 
every couple of times just to get that manky taste out, disinfect it, and you got clean water for the next trip you go. Um, especially when you're turning up the site, you got to put out. Some people don't put out their fires when they leave, and at least you got some water as an emergency to put on that fireplace just in case it is hot. Because uh, the last thing you want is your kids get all excited getting out of the car, walking over that fire pit, possibly thongs on no shoes, and you know you're ending up with burnt feet. Um, not everybody's responsible when they go camping, and you got to endeavour to try your best to protect the family. So. Yeah, about 20 litres of water a day is pretty handy. Um, you can have a tap on the um, jerry can or you can make a contraption hose with um, some of the components you can get from Bunnings. I've actually made one with a hose that goes from the back of my car to the outside with the tap. Um, I'll share the link on how to make that on um, an upcoming post on social medias and I'll share the links at the end of the show. Um, my third one is your sleeping gear. So you got your... your swag your tent your mattress um sleeping bags um that that's um also you can include your, your camp furniture so you like your chairs your table and like a picnic table set that folds up and you can throw in the car on the roof or in the trailer um i guess sleeping gear and camping camping furniture is I'll call it a combination in a sense because really it's all um a major pretty big requirement when you go away I say camp chairs like a fold-up camp chair to sit down while you're having a meal or sitting by the fire or just sitting down at a, at a pit stop, one for you and one for the kids and one for your partner if she goes. Um, I've got a couple for the kids and they sit down in their chairs while I'm, I'm setting up my tent or they sit down and have dinner on there or you know just chill out. Um, <clears throat> I found that that really helps them chill out and they got their little sense of space and even sitting and cooking a few marshmallows in the fire, you can set the chair to a, a destination where it is safe for them to sit away and um, it's easy to have a bit of control over when they're all setting up, by, where you're setting up your um, campsite, they can sort of sit there and play with their toys or, you know, watch or, you know, keep them in a, a spot where you can supervise them safely. Um, mattresses, I would rather use, um, I've got a self-inflated mattress that rolls up quite tight um, after a lot of research and whatnot I've done over the years and different things I've slept on, I found that was probably the best for myself because it folds up nicely. Um, it doesn't transfer the cold from the floor of the tent to your body. And also it is quite durable and it's quite easy to set up and pack up when you go to site. A lot of them are quite bulky, do require pumps. Um, a lot of them do require um, a lot of room to store. And some of them can't, they're pretty unresilient to weather conditions, depending on what goes on. Like you really do feel the cold from the ground into your back of your body. Um, that's always another thing to look into. That's another show I'll probably do a bit more in detail one day. And sleeping bag, always go to the sleeping bag. So if you're going to thick high country in winter, highly recommend a minus five, minus 10 sleeping bag as it does get quite cold. I started off with a minus three rated sleeping bag and one of those polystyrene one, polyester ones and by three o'clock in the morning I looked like sunk off cool runnings with every piece of clothing on freezing my butt off um and it was not an enjoyable trip um which would have been pretty good in summer but in winter it just wasn't my thing um right now I've got a minus 10 rated sleeping bag my kids have got minus three and for those zero, you know, even the two degree, three degree nights, they're quite comfortable in their pajamas, not having to rug up. And I've got the poly cotton canvas ones where they don't sort of rustle up and wake up the kids at night. Um, they don't feel, they feel very comfortable like it's a doona at home. 
Um, same for me. I didn't like personally like that polyester feel. Yes, they uh, pack up really nice and tight. And they, they're small. They're good for hiking. But for camping, preferably I like something thicker, like a doona at home. Um, feels like home. So um, I guess it's especially when you're going with the kids, you, you want to make them feel like they're at home so they're comfortable out and A, enjoy it. B, want to go out again and, and C, have a good night's sleep so you're not up, up all night and stressing about it. Um, swag and tent, it comes down to personal choice. Um, I see it as the more money, the cheaper you go, the longer it's going to take to set up and maybe not handle all the conditions. Um, in the more expensive you go, yes, you can probably have a quicker setup, but there's always a, a compensation for anything you go for in terms of the tent. Um, there's a lot of Coleman tents out there, the 10 man tents that are quite roomy and quite substantial and quite can handle any conditions for a pretty good price when. And then there's more expensive ones like the Oz tents that instantly set up, but there are two meter, two and a half meter by two and a half meter room, and you got to fit four people in there plus your stuff and plus your sleeping gear. It does quite get quite cramped. Um, personally, I found one off marketplace for a couple hundred bucks, and it's a two man tent dome tent. I mean, a two bedroom dome tent that pops up one, um, pops up instantly in the front, and then the rear room's held up by a pole. It takes me about four and a half minutes to set up by myself. Poly cotton canvas, fantastic tent. The kids can play in the front room and sleep in the back room. Um, when it rains, you can you know set up pretty much a whole room to compensate for not being outside and not have to move your um, sleeping stuff around and get that all wet and dirty from a day's playing outside. Um, in terms of uh, chairs and tables, I've got a um, just like a picnic table and chairs that fold into the table, and the chairs fold out separately. So we have our lunches and dinners and breakfasts on that and do our board games and play and they do their coloring in while they're playing there and at the meantime we do have it's like a family table at for home but not away from home in a sense um i also take that when we go picnic sometimes the picnic tables are all taken and you know um you've got that always ready to go that's worked out pretty well for us and also on top of that, I probably at a bonus, I probably get one of those three by three meter gazebos you see in all common shops. Um, if it's going to be rainy, if it's going to be a hot day, you know, you got somewhere to sit outside, but under a good substantial amount of shelter. Um, the Oz, I've got a Oz Trail gazebo that's got the lining inside for the um, sun, and if it's a thirty degree day, you can shelter under that, and it can withstand a fair bit of wind when you tie it down properly. Put in a wall on it to shelter yourself from the sun. And that it's an extra um, nine square meters of um, shelter that a tent can't can, can't give you um, for a small investment to put on strap on your roof or put on your tent. Um, it is quite versatile, and you can fit family families down. Um, when we've gone camping with friends, we've pretty much had gazebo city where you nearly had four to five of them all set up, and it was pretty good. Especially when it rained, we're all sheltered, we're all dry. Obviously, yeah. Um, it was a extra point of um, shelter, especially to get out of the, the weather conditions and that sun today in Melbourne and all around Australia is quite um, substantial. So do highly recommend looking at those items. That, and especially when you go solo, you can put your swag under it with your table and barbecue and stove and chairs. And, you know, you can have that as your um, base camp and go venturing for the day, come back to your base camp and it's all set up. Um, that's been quite versatile for both sides camping and yeah i definitely would recommend that my number four item is like i got the fire equipment that i normally keep um 
for both in a box, and that's your matches, your fire starters, um, your marshmallow sticks for the kids when they want to cook their marshmallows. Um, I, I keep some wood and kindling enough to make a small fire for the for the night. Um, depends if you want to make a big bonfire, you have to go search for wood, cut it with chainsaws, or use it to be a team to um, gather all the firewood, spend a couple of hours doing it, which is worthwhile. Or you can just bring some firewood from the servo or Bunnings and bring it out and put in little, you know, put in the fire pit provided or get a small fire pit to have that little extra for the kids or do some cooking. Um, regardless, you know, it's always good to have that equipment, especially if it's cold, you need to start a fire or, you know, um, or when you when you go solo camping, it's, you know, it's quite common that you, you know, set up camp, set up a fire, do some cooking with it with Dutch oven or just even sit around to have a chat. That's always been a good pastime and everyone's one of the best things about camping is um, outdoor TV as some people call it. So I would do re do recommend having that in a, like a container that's um, waterproof and you can transfer between. Obviously, keep it locked up away from the kids depending on the situation and it works out quite well, especially if your stove fails, you've got this fire lighting gear to um, light the stove and also have it as a backup for fire, camp cooking. Um, my number five would be first aid kit and just sort of preparation for any situation when it comes to an emergency. Uh, I have a first aid kit. I keep my Hydrolyte, um, Panadol, Nurofen, um, medication depending on the situation, especially if your kids have got asthma. It's always good to probably catch it, carry an emergency puffer. Um, you got the... Um, or your or your kit there. So if it is a hot day and you get dehydrated, you've got the hydrolyte to help with the kids, especially if they get a sore tummy when they're traveling. Um, you got you got this for yourself if you're a bit dehydrated, being in the sun all day, especially in the cold. You got like a high, hypothermia blanket just in case you do you know the event that occurs. Uh, it's been, even if you want to get a snake kit, a snake bite kit. Um, I know plenty of people that travel with those, and people say you do need it, but don't need it, but you only need it. You need it, you need it when you need it. It's a it's an insurance policy, and you can even go if you're going off grid. You can get some of those um, personal G, G, GME make a um, GPS system. So there's an emergency, you press a button, has all your medical details on it. So it does call the authorities when you don't have mobile reception, and that is a common occurrence when you travel between cities or in going in bush or going in the mountains. Um, you can get in that occurrence where you do need emergency situation. You've got no reception. Um, Telstra is only good to a certain extent. Um, the other networks are probably not as um, good in terms of being out in the country, but um, it does probably pay to spend a few, some um, good money to have that insurance policy, particularly if your kids or yourself have a um, medical condition that does require urgent attention. Um, it's just something to think about. Yes, it's all adding up money, but you know it's better off having a good time, being safe, and being vigilant out there these days because anything can happen. It's a, uh, you know, you got to factor in everything really these days. On top of that one, of the top five that I thought about, um, I believe that um, also having an esky, having a fridge in the car, depending on your situation, you got if you got an extra battery or whatnot, but just getting an esky with some ice, one of those ice boxes have a couple of bags of ice if you go in remote you know you can get an ice box and that ice should last a couple of days or even just an esky and just go into town and support the locals and buy a bag of ice every couple of days or whatever it takes to keep your food cold especially if you're carrying meat and chicken you want to keep that at a suited temperature to make sure that you know you don't get sick 
I carry on top of that. I probably even think about carrying a um, food thermometer. I carry mine just to make sure that the chicken's cooked because the last thing you want to do is undercook chicken and have a sore tummy, especially with the kids. Um, they're quite sensitive to that, especially if you're outdoors. It's not the same at home where you know you can overcook it and you're not watching. Sometimes when you're camping, you'd be watching the kids, you're cooking at the same time, you sort of forget, it looks burnt, but it's inside it's still pink. Um, having a, a, a um, thermometer to just stick in your chicken, make sure it's up to temperature, um, especially in your lamb and Dutch oven, you wanna burn it, you wanna make sure it's good. 58 degrees is a great temperature, by the way, internally for a good cooked lamb. Um, yeah, you wanna make sure that your food's cooked and where you're storing your food is also um, a quite, is actually, to the refrigerator temp that it requires because once you have off food, you know, it sort of ruins your trip. Um, in saying that as well, having a, a um, waterproof box for your pantry, for your food, your snacks, being prepared, having snacks in the car and in the in the car when you're traveling, but also in the boot when you, you're at your destination also has a great priority because keeping your food fresh and dry also, your bread doesn't go, you know, moldy or off, and you have your fresh food when you're traveling, and your your fresh fruit and um, veggies and whatnot. Having everything fresh is vital, I believe, to having a good trip, not getting sick, and having to cut it short because of a sore stomach, whether it be the family or yourself. Um, I like that's probably the five things that I would carry or have in my pack. I could even put it down on the list and put in the checklist for you guys and send it out to you. Um, if you want that, you can send me an email at info at outpack.com.au and that's spelled O-U-T-P-A-C-K. We are also on the socials as well on Facebook and Instagram, um, facebook.com and instagram.com forward slash outpack podcast. And you can reach me there, send me a review, send me some... Um, Feedback on today's episode, I plan to release three at the same time um, to see how we go. Um, yeah, I look forward to hearing what you guys believe is um, a good for the to keep between solo and family pack camping at all times in your, in your storage area. Um, yeah, I'd like to hear what you guys say. And no, it's been a pleasure to host my first episode. A bit nerve-wracking a little bit. This is my, I don't know, 17th try, but I got there. So I look forward to further episodes up ahead. Um, thank you for listening. So hit that subscribe, leave me a review. I look forward to hearing all your honest advice because I'll be giving honest advice back to everybody as well. And have a great day. Cheers.